0: and gentlemen welcome to eat sleep suplex
1: retweets i am irving garrett the bone collector and the 2018 drew galloway invitational winner you are listening to eat sleep suplex retweets
2: the bone collector irving garrett thank you very much for joining me Uh, thank you for having me Uh, not bad not bad good stuff Hope you don't mind. I've got a few questions for you ahead of your Haunted Health Hell tournament. Sure. Is that right with you? Absolutely. Good stuff. Now, it off, what does it mean to you to be one of eight people selected for this tournament?
1: It's a huge honour really. I've been wanting to break into other companies in Scotland for a while and I'm looking forward to making the most of this opportunity. The talent in this tournament is pretty outrageous uh, mm. and I'm looking forward to making my mark.
2: Good stuff, good stuff. Now, you've got Quite a task on you Your first match is against Liam Thompson In the quarterfinals What are your preparations and strategy Going into this match?
1: Well Liam is a veteran uh, He's one of the most decorated and respected Wrestlers in Scotland And he's only very recently Just made his return after a long layoff mm-hmm. He knows a lot of tricks But I feel he's going to be rusty He's not going to be up to full speed he been wrestling a lot of young talent this year uh, almost exclusively and um, I'm ready to take this opportunity with both hands
2: good stuff good stuff and in your career you've wrestled at many different promotions I'm just curious to know how has wrestling at different promotions helped you in your preparations for this tournament
1: uh, wrestling a different promotion helps me it, as I said I've wrestled a lot of the younger generation of wrestlers this year a lot of up and comers <laughs> most of those matches this year have ended up with my hand being raised mm-hmm. but in the previous years of my career I fought lots of veterans, I was the up-and-comer fighting veterans, uh, I fought BT Gunn, Wolfgang, Andy Wilde and Lewis Skirvin all within a short period of time, mm-hmm. but I lost to all those, I was handed defeats. <laughs> I've learned from those, I've learned from those and this year has been a very good year for me so far in terms yeah. of that. So it's it's good to start a new promotion, it gives me a fresh start in a new place. And I'm ready to kind of make my name. Like, I think I'm probably the most unknown wrestler out of the eight people in this tournament. So I'm absolutely ready to prove myself among some greats.
2: Well, you say that you think that you're not as well known as other competitors. Hmm. However, earlier this year, you did win the Drew Galloway Invitational. Indeed. You did do that. Now... Does that really give you any momentum going into this tournament? Absolutely, it does. It gave me some recognition. Since the tournament
1: I've been able to debut in ICW and now I've got a debut with Discovery coming up. Mm-hmm. That was a weekend long tournament, however, though I had to pace myself and not burn out before the finals. In this one, there's plenty of recovery time between matches. Mm-hmm. It allows me a better chance to
2: scout and prepare. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be good. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Now, going past the quarterfinals, is there anybody you'd like to face or even call out? And who do you see as your greatest competition? Hmm.
1: Well, looking at the brackets, it's the winner of the Andy Wilde-Eddie Dennis match that will be facing, that I or Liam will be facing, Mm -hmm. uh, especially if I advance. So, part of me really wants Andy Wilde to win that match because I really want to avenge my loss from a few years ago. Okay. He pinned me the asylum a couple of years ago and I'm itching to get back in the ring with him and prove myself.
2: Yeah, and would you say, so from what you're saying, would you say he's the greatest competition or is there someone else you're at now? I mean, on the other side of the bracket you've got
1: Chris Renfrew or Martin Kirby. Yeah. Renfrew would be a hell of a challenge for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever been in the ring with a brawler of that capability before, mm-hmm. so it would be a huge challenge for me to hold him down and wrap him up in the middle of the ring without him throwing his fist in my face before, mm-hmm. he get, before I get there. With Martin Kirby, he's a super veteran from down south.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it would be a much more even technical match, I think. I would have to beat him at his own game. Yeah, They're both challenges. They're both challenges. But right now, my focus is on Liam, and but I do have game
2: plans for the future for any of the other opponents. Well, you like you were saying with Chris Redfri, though, as a brawler, mm. your kind of style—you're known for the joint manipulation, yes, breaking them down. <laughs> it down. hence the name Bone Collector, and I'm sure that kind of tactic would come in handy, oh, and yeah. limiting the limiting the damage that or the offense that Chris Redfri or someone like Renfrew could put forward towards you.
1: Absolutely, if I can. If I can make it cost him to hit me, then uh, I think
2: I'll be on a winning path. Fantastic. I like how you've analysed that, and it's all fantastic stuff. Now, what do you think winning this tournament would do for your career in Discovery?
1: Oh, it would be a huge mark. I Really, I aim to become a regular presence anywhere I work. Every company I get to work for, I hope to become a regular. Mm-hmm. Discovery is a company that I've followed since the start they're uh, promoting, mm-hmm. and... I one day do want to call myself the Y Division champion. This tournament
2: is most definitely the most straightforward path towards that goal. Fantastic stuff. And assuming you win the tournament, when would be the ideal time for you to cash in your hotter than Hell opportunity? And what kind of champion would you be?
1: Hmm. A cash-in of any type, or especially of this type, can make or break your career. Mm -hmm. Title opportunities are really not Very easily gained these days When there are so many talented wrestlers out there Especially in Scotland right now Mm -hmm. All I can say is that if I do earn this opportunity I will not be letting it go to waste Uh, I will be (laughs) I'll be a collector That's for sure
2: (laughs) So to speak, so to speak Now To end us this interview finally Have you got a final message for the other competitors? Well
1: As I said, I consider myself the most unknown wrestler in this tournament, Mm -hmm. but I am never to be taken lightly. I am the 2018 Drew Galloway Invitational Champion. I won all of my matches in that tournament by submission. There is no one hungrier to make a mark and make his name in a new environment than me. Liam Thompson has just returned and is eager to restake his claim in Scotland, especially in Edinburgh, his hometown. This will make him sloppy and reckless and he will definitely fall into one of my traps.
2: Irving Garrett will be the Hotter Than Hell Tournament champion in 2018. Fantastic stuff. Irving Garrett, thank you very much for joining me and wish you all the best.
3: Thank you very much. My name's Andy Wilde and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. The listeners are heading for a wild night out.
0: Sarah Grieve here and I am with Andy Wilde, ahead of the Discovery Hotter Than Hell Tournament. Andy, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, very happy to get sat down with you. So we'll just dive right into this. What does it actually mean for you to be one of the eight people selected for this tournament?
3: It's a massive deal for me. I mean, like, obviously, within the last couple of years, I've known what it's like to be very, very popular before, luckily, uh, in 2012, 2013. And I had that time, obviously, where I was out of the game a bit and now coming back, actually being considered for these type of tournaments again. And um kind of giving me a little bit of payoff for all my hard work is really really nice so yeah it's great to be part of something like this again
0: see i'm very happy i'm actually going to jump to another question right here because 2018 has actually been the andy wild comeback to our which it does actually include being the winner of the 2018 Discovery Disco Derby. And so it's safe to say you've been on fire recently. But um, how does that make you feel, obviously, knowing that you have actually secured your spot on the roster?
3: Oh, it is a huge deal for me. Like I said, when I came back, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to come back as a heavyweight. I knew what style and and who Andy was. Andy Wild was for the first time in my career. So coming back and securing my place within Discovery roster, where all like the main top wrestlers in the world come to wrestle in Scotland, is a is a huge deal for me. So yeah, this this year's been absolutely fantastic.
0: No, it certainly has. And um, so, how has wrestling at different promotions helped you in preparation for this tournament?
3: It's been a massive part of my preparation. I mean, obviously, like I, like I said before, in the past, I've known. I've known everything about every single wrestler there is on the scene. And then being out of the game for a little while and then coming back, I've had to kind of re-educate myself because there's been soaring talents that have come up through the ranks that maybe weren't there when I was there the first time around. So I've had to see what they can do and study what they can do. And then of course, like the guys that were around when I was there have been absolutely killing it for the past couple of years. So they've got two years of regular work and experience on top of me, so being on all these different shows and getting the opportunity to see them and see what they're doing now helped Tenfold in, in trying to prepare myself for this tournament.
0: I uh, see so you're saying there obviously that you've been checking out all the talent that's been coming around so you're actually facing Eddie Dennis in the first round of the quarterfinals. so what would be your preparations and strategy heading into this match?
3: Eddie's an unbelievable talent. Eddie's blasted through the ranks in the past two, three, four, five years. I was lucky enough to be on the, the WWE tryout with Eddie last year and, and got a good chance to see who he was and meet him properly, but also to see what he was capable of in the ring and he is an absolutely unbelievable talent. My preparation for the match against him, I mean, luckily for me, in the past two or three years, I don't need to up my training when I've got a big match like this because I'm training like a maniac at the moment and training as hard as I can. I will be watching loads and loads of his footage, working out different ways of how I can use my strength, my technical ability to get out of his, kind of some of his, like, maybe his his main moves and his big big knockout moves. I'll be watching plenty of footage, getting myself familiar of who he is in the ring, and, and hopefully I can use that against him when I step inside there with him.
0: Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's, it's probably a very smart strategy just to make sure you do your homework, even though you have actually had the chance to see them when you did your WWE yeah. tryout.
3: Yeah, definitely.
0: So the, like the first set of the quarterfinals has actually already taken place. Chris Renfrew uh-huh. and Martin Kirby have advanced to the semifinals. So yeah. going past your quarterfinal match, is there anybody you would like to face and who would you maybe see as your biggest competition?
3: I think for me, there isn't anybody in this tournament that I want to face. They're all massive, massive competition. Got guys like Martin Kirby who've been around forever. They're wrestling. He's wrestled the best talent in the world. You know, there's people that he's wrestled that are now wrestling full time for WWE. So you can't really prepare yourself for, for somebody like him. And again, you've got like the opposite end of the spectrum. You've got something like Chris Renfrew, whose technique is pretty much like a technically sound bar fighter. You know, like how do you, how do I as a wrestler, as more of a technical and a mat based wrestler? prepare myself for, for somebody like him is is a really hard question I have to ask myself. But luckily for me, I'm training hard. I can I can move like a cruiserweight. I'm strong as an ox and I'm tough as nails. So on that side of things, I'm all right. But there's not really anybody in there that I want to fight. But yeah, it's, I'm going to have to do it to, to get to the finals.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think obviously with the talent that they've actually got, it's you're sitting there going, I don't want to face him. I don't want no, to face him. But I, I'll, if I have I, to, I'll, I'll, I'll go in on. Aye, sometimes
3: through, um, these tournaments you think right i first round sound second round i've probably got that maybe the finals is going to be a bit tough but this one from the start i mean i'm facing like like well, like we said before i'm facing eddie dennis in the in the, the opening rounds it's not the it's going to be the easiest shift in the world for me but but i'm i'm driven to driven to do well so it's open.
0: assuming that you win the tournament obviously this like the odds are actually in your favor obviously you've you've won the disco derby already but Obviously, you never know with these kinds of tournaments. When would be maybe your ideal time to cash in your Hotter Than Hell opportunity?
3: Well, for me, I want to cash in as soon as I can. The first show I get a chance to, Um, like you said, this last year, I've been working really, really hard to bring my name back to the forefront of British wrestling. And I'm as a wrestler, I want to be a champion. That That's why we do it. I want to wrestle, I want to win matches, and I want to be a champion. So if I have an opportunity to face a champion like Joe Coffey or something like that, I, I just want to do it. <laughs> the only problem with it is... is, is person that's got the belt at the moment is Joe Coffey so yeah that he's he's at the top of his game he is probably one of the only wrestlers in Scotland that could easily lift me up and throw me about like I lift other people up and throw them <laughs> about so it's uh it's a match that I wouldn't go into with my eyes shut but I wouldn't be shy and putting it out there and just just going for going for gold
0: there's no other way to go about it is there really
3: no no definitely not
0: so what kind of champion would you be
3: oh, it's such a hard one to say I'm not I'm not the kind of person that likes to kind of blow my own trumpet or anything like that, but I know that I'll be a champion that that wants to compete. I mean, I want to take on the best in the world, and if I have that belt around my waist, then I want to show every single show that that deserves to be around my waist. So I'd be a fighting champion. I wouldn't be scared to take on different people, and I just want to show everybody that there's a reason why they're getting behind me, you know?
0: Do you have any messages from the other competitors in the tournament?
3: I think the main message I want to get across to them is to, to not to turn their back on me and not to... To think that i'm not dangerous i hear a lot a lot in terms of commentary and some wrestling fans and stuff saying that i just that andy Wilde's great and i think he's a really nice guy but he just doesn't have that killer instinct for me i want them to know that that's not the case at all i've got every reason in the world to win these matches one for myself i want to win them i've been working my guts out to get back to where i am and i want to continue going i want to sign with the wwe and i want to wrestle full time i've got the wild boys all my wrestling fans behind me They've had my back and I want to win for them. But i also got a son and I've got a family who watch me on a daily basis and sacrifice for me and I want them to be proud of me. So if for one second anybody in this tournament thinks that I'm not going to be hard to beat, then they've got another thing coming, definitely.
0: And that's all the questions I have here. I'm going to wish you the best of luck in your match against Eddie And let's Thank just hope that much. it will be a well night out for everybody. Thanks for having
3: me,
4: Sarah. Cheers. This is bad boy Liam Thompson and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweets.
0: Liam Thompson, thank you very much for joining me today. No worries. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you very much. That's How are good, you? Yeah,
4: I'm fantastic.
0: i really good. Perfect. Right. So we're talking about the Hotter Than Hell tournament that's going on at Discovery Wrestling yep. right now. And they've recently announced, obviously, that they are bringing back the Hotter Than Hell tournament. Eight participants, and you are one of them. So what does it mean for you to be selected for the tournament?
4: Um, it's obviously brilliant to get selected for any tournament, but for me it's come at a really good time because obviously I've been out of action for a year. So the minute that I was back in the ring, you know, I got a message from Discovery saying Do you want to be part of this tournament. And I was obviously jumped at the chance because it's a great, you know, it's great I'm just back, get a bit of momentum, get myself into this tournament and just go for it, you know?
0: Yeah, I think obviously with you being from Edinburgh, yeah. Discovery is an Edinburgh promotion, it's yeah, you know, I, I can't see you not getting a great reception. I mean so.
4: I hope so, but I'm not too fussed about that really, to be honest. So I'll just be concentrating on you know, the task in hand. But, like, I do, I've got a soft spot for Discovery because all the shows are in it and um, Although I've not, you know, I've, I've not done that much work for them. But I'm pretty sure... If I'm not mistaken, I wrestled the first match that they had. Maybe. They'd done a really? show. I might I might be wrong here, but they'd done a show at the Meadowbank Sports Centre, and I'm pretty sure that was their opening. It was maybe their first show, and I was the opening opening match, so I've called that. Quite a few promotions, actually, i do that.
0: Yeah. see, so you Meadowbank, you're really taking it far back, actually. Yeah, wow.
4: when was that? That was... Three
0: years ago? um, It's coming up for its fourth year anniversary now. All right, now. okay, so whenever... So, about four years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: So, whenever that anniversary was, I'm pretty sure it was the Meryl Bank show, and I'm pretty sure that I had an opening match. So, it was, like, the first... The first ever match
0: that they've done. Uh, well, we do like a first ever over here at Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat. Oh, right. Oh, uh, we really do. So, but you're facing one of the newer talents that are breaking onto the scene, the Bone Collector Irvin Garrett, in your quarterfinal <laughs> match. The
4: Bone Pardon? Collector?
0: Yes, he's known as the Bone Collector. That he likes the is that a Denzel Washington film. Uh, I'm assuming just he likes to collect bones. Uh, what, like a like a dog? <laughs> I've not heard that reference in him before, actually. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so he he's one of our newer talents that's breaking onto the scene. Then he was the winner of the Drew Galloway Invitational. Yeah, yeah, I heard that, Yeah. But what are your preparations and strategy considering this guy is actually quite new? So what's your preparations for this match? Um,
4: I'll be honest, I hadn't um, I hadn't seen a lot of his stuff, but when I did the Asylum show, it was the first show I'd done back. You know, I think about a month ago, and I seen him mm-hmm. in the ring, and I was I was very very impressed with him, just his style. He looks totally comfortable with what he does and looks quite sort of dangerous. So, yeah, the minute I see him, actually, I was like, I really, really look forward to getting into the ring with him. Just because, I mean, I like that. I'm not like a submission wrestler or anything like that, but, you know, I do like technical wrestling more than sort of any other style so that minute I've seen that and just the way that he moves and that you know you can tell when somebody's you know good at stuff so I so the minute i seen him I was like oh, cool I'd like to have a match with him down the line and then that
0: match on, so I was like oh cool look forward to it kind of like they read your mind a little bit isn't it yeah
4: maybe maybe I mean I don't know maybe it's a good match I don't know like maybe it's a good sort of match up you know because I do like you know wrestling as opposed to like brawling or whatever
0: so well we spoke to Irving right and He said that you'll be rusty because you had to take some time out to heal from your injuries. Yeah, so he's saying that you're going to be a little bit rusty. Um, Have you got something to say about that?
4: What, about the fact I might be rusty? Mm I don't know, I guess he's an intelligent man. And you're right, it's all about reps and how many times you, you know, how often you've been wrestling recently and, you know, you do collect ring rust. But I've been, I mean, really, for him just now, it's probably worse for him because I'm actually more driven than I've ever been of... I've been in a position where I, I thought I wasn't going to get to wrestling again. And through the grace of, I'm not going to say God because I don't, I don't believe in God, but like, the grace of whatever, <laughs> I've managed to get
0: myself in a position when I'm wrestling again.
4: So, yeah, I'm more driven than ever. So, you know, for him to say that's quite hilarious. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, um, see, when he said it, I was just like, oh, oh dear. (laughs) Obviously, you're somebody that's got a great level of experience already. Mm -hmm. So how is, obviously, your experience carrying into this, how has wrestling at different proportions helped you in preparations for this tournament?
4: Oh, immensely, because with experience, I've kind of been in every scenario possible. Like, I've been in situations where you don't know who you're wrestling, you turn up and you're wrestling, but, you know, you've got to prepare at the last minute. Because you don't know who that is, I've been, you know, driven in cars for hours and nothing to eat, nothing, no sleep, and then I went to wrestle, so I've kinda of, I've been in every sort of scenario and these are things that he just won't have experienced yet he won't have been in these different things. So I, I know how to prepare because, you know, as, as good as he looks and as good as he is, i have been in the ring with a million <laughs> of him. So, you know, I look forward to it. Uh,
0: yeah, so like the first set of the quarterfinals has actually already taken place. Yeah. You've got Chris Renfrew and Martin Kirby have also advanced to their semi final matches and they'll be facing each yeah. other. So looking past the quarterfinals for just a minute, you've got obviously you're facing Irvin Garrett, but on the other side of this bracket, you've got Andy Wilde and Eddie Dennis. Yeah. Is there anybody you'd like to face? Uh, to
4: be honest with you, all of those matches appeal to me because I think they're all, they're all quite big matches. I think each uh, wrestler in their own right is fantastic. On a personal note, you know, I've had many battles with Andy Wilde. So, you know, going into that, I could probably prepare a bit better and I'd know what to expect. I think I've been in the ring with all of them apart from Andy Dennis. So if I was to wrestle him, I wouldn't really know what to expect. But I've never <laughs> got a homework to do. I, I couldn't pick, you know, I'd... Any of them really, because any of them would be like a big challenge. But I think any of them would be also a fantastic opportunity and a fantastic the chance to have a very very good match.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I do agree. And um, so going off with that, he has been your greatest competition in this tournament. Um,
4: I mean, I know I've kind of been playing him down, uh, like Orphan Garrett. I was playing him down, like saying I've wrestled a million of them before. But I didn't really mean that, you know. I kind of said it as a joke, but I mean, <laughs> I, he could be because I'm going to need to be careful with him because looking at his style he could you know, he could catch me off guard with some stuff that I'll need to watch out for. So I think he could be uh, you know, I'm not gonna take him lightly, I'll be very much preparing and focusing on that match and probably not thinking about anything else apart from that until that, you know, I'm not worrying about the you know, the other the other guys yet. You know, I've got Irving out to get through first. In which I'm confident, you know, very confident in my own ability. But, you know, I'm gonna count my chicken before I hatch. <laughs>
0: Oh no! I think I think it's actually you're being really smart. Obviously, like you do have your quarterfinal match to get through first. Obviously, so you'll be solely focused on that. So, ass- assuming that you would win the tournament, you've got an entire year to cash in your hotter than hell opportunity. So, when do you think might be your opportune moment? Depends how I'm
4: feeling, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, I think it would go on a day by day basis. I'm quite opportunistic as well. So, you know, if an opportunity arose, I think only an idiot wouldn't uh, take advantage of it. Be that at a certain point on a show where stuff's already happened, maybe that would be a good opportunity. Or we don't want to be a person that you know openly challenges. Right, I'll see you in a month. You know, it depends.
0: Yeah, well, it also depends. Obviously, you've got Joe Coffey going against Christopher Saint yeah, well, at, at the show as right. well. So it's it might it might not be Joe's champion. You well, never know.
4: Yeah, so yeah, we could see. It depends. Really, just a day. It depends what how I wake up that day. I guess. <laughs>
0: you just wake up it's like I'm cashing in my heart exactly and
4: I want to know is it like a big briefcase that you get
0: I, I don't think so I mean I remember when Aspen Faith was the winner last right. year, and I'm pretty sure he thought there was a briefcase, right. but I think it's just a, a verbal contract. Yeah. If I'm if I'm none the wiser, I think it's a verbal contract. So you need
4: to lug about this thing all the time.
0: No, I don't. I don't think you have to. Because
4: yeah, that would be a nightmare, God. Just because you you want to always have it on you because you don't know when the opportunity is going to present itself, and then if you don't have it with you, then you know you you can't use it. So. If I was lugging about this bloody briefcase, it'd be a nightmare.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's just a verbal contract, so you, all you have to do is just come out and say, I'm taking my chance and I'm going yeah. for it. So I, I guess that's actually a bit of a, an advantage.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: So obviously, going off that, what kind of champion would you see yourself being if you were to, first of all, win, then cash in, and then win the championship?
4: Probably, I mean, probably be the sort of cliche I can say, what everybody says, but just that I would take on everybody and I'd want to fight the, the best the absolute best from all over the world because I think that makes you better when you fight people at a higher level than yourself. So that's what I would be looking to do.
0: perfect. And um, rounding off this, have you got any final messages for the other competitors?
4: Just that like get ready because I'm you know, I'm prepared. I'm working harder like I mean, I've been doing this for fourteen years now and I, I can honestly say with everything I've gone through in the last year, I've never been so driven. And I've never been working hard in my whole life. And I mean, from the moment I wake up to the moment, you know, I go to bed at night. Everything is kind of driven towards this. Obviously, there's things in between, but, you know, everything in my life right now, basically, is based on being successful in professional wrestling and moving on to that next level. So, like, I've got tunnel vision at the minute because that is exactly what I'm going to do.
0: Strong words, strong words. And obviously, I'm really looking forward to it. So, Liam, thanks for joining me today. Uh it's been a pleasure speaking
4: Lots to you. Good fun okay. Bye. Hey, this
2: is professional wrestler, Cole Cabana. And I'm only assuming that you have just finished listening to my podcast, The Art of Wrestling. And now you've made the decision to listen to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweets, which is a mouthful to say, but not only have I said it, you've said it, you've suplexed, you've ate, you've slept, and now you've retweeted. Enjoy the show.